Hey, yeah, hey guys, this is Kyle from Tokyo Munchies Podcast, giving a big shout out to my main man, Charles, at Nervophone Podcast. Tune in, dial in, listen to his podcast, it's good value. He's a nice guy too. So, enjoy your ear candy and have a great day. Peace out, yeah. Hi guys, welcome to Nerd with a Phone Podcast, where it's always time to get nerdified. I'm your host, Charles, Nerd with a Phone 1 on Twitter and Instagram, and you are you. Tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about a few things, but most importantly, I'm giving a shout out to an entire continent, Australia. That's next, here on Nerd with a Phone Podcast. Okay, guys, welcome into the show. Thanks for tuning in once again to Nerd with a Phone podcast here on Anchor.fm and on over 10 platforms, man. We're getting it slowly but surely. All right, now <laughs> we're just going to get right into it because this is exciting to me. Um, you know, um, basically, I signed up Nerd with a Phone podcast for podcharts.co. That's par- podcharts.co. So I could keep track of my numbers and everything in a way that would make sense and be friendly to my home network of Anchor. And um, yeah, as of this recording, March 20th, 2021, Nerd with a Phone podcast is number 162 and entertainment news on the continent of Australia. And what's more, um, it's the only place I'm charting at all right now. Um, So this has led to some questions. (laughs) Um, Man, you know, what what would you guys like to hear? I'm assuming more more of the same, right? Um, If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, but I do appreciate you Australians tuning in to this fine independent podcast, I guess you'd say. All right, guys, thank you again, man, Australia, number 162, podcharts.co, <laughs> crazy. Anyway, uh, we're going to get into the news now, some entertainment news for your earballs. All right. Mrs. Doubtfire director sets the record straight about NC-17 version of the movie. This is coming to us from enews.com, eonline.com. All right. So, Mrs. Doubtfire director Chris Columbus revealed there is a more adult version of the beloved classic. And we're going to find out what he had to say. This is by Alyssa Morin. On March 20th, 2021 at 1.29 p.m. Alright. And if you follow Nerd of the Phone 1 on Twitter, you will find that I have just tweeted the link to this very article. So you all can read it for yourself. Follow Nerd of the Phone 1 on Twitter to read the article. Alright. So earlier this week... Fans went wild after a viral tweet claimed that because of Robin Williams' incomparable improv skills 
as the beloved British nanny, an NC-17 version of the 1993 classic exists. Yes, there is an NC-17 version of Mrs. Doubtfire. You know, and it ultimately came to theaters in a PG-13 format as we know. However, Christopher Columbus, he's 62 now, um, set the record straight in a viral tweet back on Friday, March 19th. And he was speaking with Entertainment Weekly. Chris explained that while there isn't an NC-17 cut, there are three different versions of Mrs. Doubtfire, which includes an R-rated cut. The reality is that there was a deal between Robin and myself, which was he'll do one or two or three scripted takes, the filmmaker told the magazine. And then he would say, and then let me play. And we would basically go on anywhere between 15 to 22 takes. I think 22 was the most amount I can remember. So, yeah, there should be in that, there, there, what the article goes on to explain is there, uh, there is probably a uh, way to make an NC-17 cut of the film, but um, basically the, mo- the most uh, available information states that it's going to be a hard R. There's a hard R version out there. And I find that very funny and entertaining. Because here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire um, in 1993 um, broke a lot of ground that hadn't been covered uh, previously in its PG-13, you know, in its PG-13 form. Um, it was very aggressive um, in its messages of equality and fairness among sexes and sexuality and um, political climates and all of these things. And, you know, um, an NC-17 version, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure, Um would be a good thing. And this is where you get your editorial from your nerd with a phone here. Um, Basically, uh, to me, Mrs. Doubtfire is one of the most progressive pieces of film ever put to cellulose. So, um, and it is a classic. It was an instant classic. And it's about as perfect of a film as you can get. So why? Why? I mean, you know, I, yes, we want to see the outtakes. Um, because, unfortunately, that's all we have left uh, to look forward to out of Robin Williams and his brilliant mind. But um, taken as its own thing... Um, in its original release, um, Mrs. Doubtfire pushed boundaries and continues to push boundaries and opens eyes, hearts, and minds. So, uh, uh, 
I don't think I need to see an NC-17 version of this. I just, you know, call me old-fashioned, I guess. And I'm going to back up my point a little bit here by saying, you know, it's a time and place for everything situation. Okay, it's a time and place for everything situation. And I believe a lot of the riffs and everything that Robin Williams came up with um, that were not used in Mrs. Doubtfire wound up being put to film in the birdcage. So, you know, I, I really don't think we're missing anything by not seeing these other cuts. Right. Well, we've said enough about that, I think. All right, moving on. <laughs> As we continue to play whack-a-mole with the release date of the newest James Bond movie, No Time to Die. Right? And this information comes to us from Collider.com. Right? And if you want to see the article from which I'm gaining this info, you can go ahead and follow me over on the, let's see, what's available. Yeah, we'll say Instagram. Nerd with a phone one? No, nah, we'll do Twitter. Twitter's the easiest way. Nerd with a phone one on Twitter yet again. And uh, you can see the No Time to Die article. <laughs> Having all kinds of fun today. A little bonus episode for your faces. Okay. Well, and this article was published by Carly Lane over on Collider.com. No Time to Die, the latest installment in the James Bond film series, has definitely not been without its share of delays, but a new poster for the Daniel Craig-helmed flick reveals CVO's intention to move forward with the adjusted release date. This new poster marks the first indication of the film's new, new, newest date. However, since its latest postponement in January, <laughs> provided there are no further delays that would require another rescheduling, No Time to Die is officially on track to drop almost two years after it was originally planned to be released. Yeah, man. Whack-a-mole with this thing. And I can't stress this enough. I'm looking forward to September and being able to see this movie. Oh, my God. Whew. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. But I want to digress here and talk about um, Billy Ish and the No Time to Die song. Um, and it, it's a weird, awkward spot for me to be talking about it. But we'll do it. Okay, because here's the thing, all right? And uh, again, as often is happening these days, it feels like old man yells at cloud moment here on Nerd with a Phone podcast. But um, basically, I love the No Time to Die song. I like the instrumentation. I like the lyrics. I like almost everything about the song. And get <laughs> I get it. Um, I get uh, Billy Ish's style. Um, it, it's not for everyone. And uh, I have to say, this is totally, totally the case with me. 
um, on this. There's only one point in the song where I feel that she delivered in a way that um, is acceptable to a James Bond theme. Um, you know, see the band Garbage, <laughs> you know, uh, for what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's just one of those, I can't help it, it's weird. I simultaneously love and hate this song, but perhaps I'll feel better about it when I can finally see the title sequence that's meant to go along with it. Okay, and finally, today, we are going to be talking some NASCAR. And um, this comes to us um, from a site called Fansighted. And um, NASCAR, Bubba Wallace takes shots at critics on Twitter, man. Oh, man, celebrities always running their mouths over on Twitter. And uh, this is from, uh, posted by a uh, writer by the name of Asher Fair. Bubba Wallace made some interesting comments on Twitter following his test of the NASCAR Cup Series next-gen car at the Richmond Speedway. 23XI Racing NASCAR Series Cup driver Bubba Wallace added his name to the short list of drivers who have gotten the opportunity to test out the next-gen car that the Cup Series is slated to be using next year. That's in 2022. Wallace's test behind the wheel of the Gen 7 machine took place on Wednesday at Richmond Raceway, marking the second test at that particular track and the first since the inaugural test of the car with Austin Dillon back in October of 2019. When it was announced that the 27-year-old Mobile Alabama native would become the ninth driver to officially test the new car, it prompted mixed reactions from the sports fan base, as you can imagine given the events of this past year, something I've addressed on the podcast in the past. For more on this, you can listen to the episode NASCAR Goes Ham on Racism. All right, But, suffice it to say that most fell into a negative category, as would be expected. So, after Wallace got done turning laps around the four-turn .75 mile, or 1.207 kilometer oval for my Australian friends in Richmond, Virginia, he posted this message to his Twitter followers aimed specifically at the critics who predicted that he would wreck the car during the test. Apologies to all the peeps I let down. Next gen car put away without a scratch. <laughs> Through the first five races of the 36 car 21 season, Wallace sits in 19th place in the point standings, despite not yet having recorded a top 15 finish. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, X23 Racing is owned, co-owned by Michael Jordan. So I, I will just say this. It's only a matter of time before Bubba Wallace is uh, winning. Yep. It's only a matter of time. It's one of those. 
we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Much as you would expect. All right. And we are just about done with this episode of Nerve of the Phone Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, sharing, and subscribing to Nerve of the Phone Podcast. You guys are great. All right. Australia. One more continent down in this world tour of charting. Man, crazy. I love it. It's been a very interesting year podcast-wise and in general. Oh, and uh, we're just going to get into it here. Um, yeah. Anybody on the fence about getting a COVID-19 shot? I can personally tell you there's no reason to be afraid uh, this past Thursday, went and got my first shot. No problems at all so far. Uh, initially, in that first 24 hours after I received my Pfizer shot, uh, there was a little bit of pain in my shoulder and a little redness around where the injection was. But as of today, a full 48 hours later, no redness, no nothing, feeling fine. I will report back to you when I get my second shot coming up on, that would be April 8th. Yep. All right. And uh, we'll get back to a regular schedule pretty soon here on Nerve of the Phone Podcast. Uh, making arrangements to uh, review some things, but I want to have more than just me here. <laughs> it's more fun that way. Anyway, for Dreadful Rock 574, I am your host, Charles. You've been you. We'll see you next time. Peace.